perfect? Bang on my chest if you think I'm perfect. Go ahead, bang on it. No heart? You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. This is Patchwork Heart Ministries' Young Catholics Respond, brought to you by Breadbox Media. Now, here's your host, Bill Snyder. Thanks, Adam, and welcome to the program, everybody. I am Bill Snyder. This is Young Catholics Respond, and uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to uh, 2021. I know 2020 had plenty of challenges, but we are now in 2021, and I couldn't be more excited today to have one of my good friends, Kendra Von Esch, on the program. Kendra is a speaker, a faith coach, and an author who has a passion to inspire others to deepen their relationship with God and the Catholic faith. Uh, Kendra, welcome to the program. I know you're no stranger to Young Catholics Respond. Thank you for being here, and Happy New Year to you. Oh, Happy New Year. Thank you for having me, Bill, and hello to all the listeners out there. I missed you guys. (laughs) Definitely. You know, I want to chat with you a little bit, Kendra, uh, about the New Year, because new faith, new year, uh, they kind of go together, and uh, we always kick the year off. I think, you know, we kick it off with the ball dropping in New York. A lot of us watch that, uh, even though for us in the Midwest, it's really 11 o'clock. Uh, but we watch that and, and then maybe we stumble into mass the next day and remember that there is, uh, a, a solemnity and a holy day of obligation. But, but then we just kind of continue on and we lose that, um, momentum that we're going to, oh, we're going to do these resolutions. We're going to do these things. And then it's like, eh, well, uh, same old year, you know. So talk to us a little bit about some ways that people can engage in a deeper way in their faith for this new year. So I think that you're you're spot on. I think back in my life how many times I started the new year, like for 40 years of my life, it seems, with a diet. Okay, I'm going to diet and I'm going to lose weight. And then within the first week... I would fall, I'd have that cookie or that Oreo or whatever it was that I was not supposed to have, and I would just stop. I'd be like, oh, well, I guess that's over. Looks like I don't have the willpower to lose weight, and I would just ditch the whole resolution. And I think if we look at this like another New Year's resolution, whatever it is that we're trying to improve in our lives, so maybe it is losing weight. Maybe it is treating your body like the Holy Spirit temple it should be by exercising and putting in healthy food. Um, maybe you are wanting to forgive someone or let go of some resentment that you've been harboring in your life. Or maybe you want to grow in patience or you want to change that job or follow that dream, but you're fearful and you don't know how. So you're looking to resolve to take some steps toward whatever positive action you're looking for in your life. It could be a ton of things, but that all needs to be rooted in God and a journey. We have to have a faithful journey mindset that, okay, we'll start. Let's bring God into this. God, I want to come deeper to you. I want to pray more. I want to hear your voice. I want to do your will. I want your transformation in my life. I need your help because when we rely on ourselves, 
we're kind of calling on our pride. And that is the biggest sin that we all face is trying to rely on our own willpower, if you will, or our own abilities. And I, by the way, pride is one of the um, least things we take to confession. So think about that next time you go to confession <laughs> that you might want to offer up that you've been prideful trying to rely on your own capabilities. Um, so that's where I look at everyone and I say, okay, it's all with God. And we all know that it's a journey with peaks and valleys in our lives. And we're going to fall. We're, you know, going to have that cookie <laughs> or whatever it is that we resolved. Um, but we have to pick ourselves back up. I like to say it's the bounce that counts. So when we do fall, let's bounce back up, bounce toward God, apologize, ask for mercy and forgiveness. If it's some big sin, get into confession and ask him to give us the grace to go back and continue on the narrow path. And when we realize that it's not a one and done and it's not a secular New Year's resolution kind of thing, we'll realize it's just like the faith journey. And the more we bring God and invite him in, the easier everything is going to be as we continue down whatever positive resolution we want to have in our lives. Yeah, um, really good advice, really good um, just thought process too, I think, because a lot of people uh, do forget God. And I, you know, we, we think we can do it all on our own. Um, and that is such a <laughs> such a big lie, you know. Uh, <laughs> it is such a big lie. We can't do it on our own, right? I mean, there's just right. The, God, God meant us to have a personal relationship, a one-on-one relationship, but then He also meant us to have a communal relationship with Him, right? We like, you know, we were we were born into a family. We we attend church together, right? Like we have mass times where yep. groups of people come to church. Uh, you know, and, and, and we're seeing that return now, 2021, we're going to have more and more people getting back into church, we hope, uh, and gathering this social distancing thing is hopefully going to end. Uh, and, and as we continue to, um, to, to grow in that, I think we grow in our relationship with others and with God too, right? Like when we, when we worship both personally, when we have that personal relationship with God and we spend that time, that quality time in prayer, it leads us to better relationships in our lives. And maybe just touch a little bit on that and, on, and how we come together as a you know, Christian family, especially in this new year. Right. As you've heard many times, we're not meant to walk alone. And that doesn't just mean with Jesus, that means with people on earth. And if you don't have any spiritual companions that are close to you, or maybe you don't have a spiritual director, or you don't have a faith coach or someone like that in your life, definitely seek that person out. It could be just a really holy spiritual friend. I mean, when I say holy, I'm not talking the capital H. You know, We all strive for holiness, but we're all trying to be good people. And you know, a holy friend is a person that's not going to judge you, that's going to support you on your journey and help bring you closer to God. And not everyone has those people in their life. So maybe that's a resolution that you can find someone, hey, 
go to my website, send me a note. I am a faith coach. I help people deepen their relationship with God and the beautiful Catholic faith and live your professional and your personal life centered on Christ. Because with Christ in your heart, in your prayer life, in your day, you do love other people differently. And oh, by the way, you love yourself differently because God is changing that heart of stone to a heart of flesh. And you're, you're not fearful to share that love with others. And you look at others with compassion and you could be that spiritual companion for those around you as well and, and attract people to you. Stan, your prayer life and how you bring Jesus into your heart and, and your life. So yeah, friends and spiritual companions and spiritual directors and faith coaches are important because we need people here on earth as well to help us to discern certain things in our lives. That's why we have spiritual directors because we can't pry, we can't rely on ourselves to know for sure if the spirits that we're discerning and the directions you know that we're looking to take in our lives are exactly of God. We do need people to talk to and to work through some of these. So for those people like you and me, we have spiritual directors, we're in ministry. So we want to make sure that where we're taking things are of God and not of our own, even though it may be a positive direction and something that we think we should do of our own will. So yeah, it's a, it's, (laughs) it's a family affair, as you said, right? And our spiritual lives and our church communities and our friends are so important because they help us and we help them. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And, you know, I think for a lot of people um, who may be scared to get involved, like, you know, there's, there's a lot of trepidation, like, uh, like, okay, yeah, I want to get involved. I want to do this, but where do I start? You know, how do I, I'm, I'm resolving to get closer to God this year, right? Like, okay, I, but, but where do I start? Where do I begin? You know, is it going back into church? Yeah. But, you know, people look at me weird. I've never been, I haven't been there in the last, you know, 30 years. So, so how do, where, where do I start, you know, with, with this journey of both personally getting closer and communally getting closer to God? You know, I've been there, done that. I remember walking into mass after not being to any kind of church service, no matter what denomination, for 20 plus years. I remember walking into the confessional, not being in there for 26 years. I had no idea what I was doing. A total fish out of water. And, but I did it. I sat in the back pew and I kind of observed. And then I started doing some research. That internet thing is pretty cool (laughs) when you want to find some information. And I started finding out what is the Catholic faith. I stumbled upon the Eucharist and the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus in my very first week. And then I went and I saw Eucharistic miracles and I was blown away like, oh my gosh, that's Jesus in Holy Communion that I'm receiving. And so I think everyone's journey is unique. And all I would ask for people to do is to just invite Jesus into your life. I think that's the first step. 
and then ask him to lead you. He's going to put stuff on that internet that's going to come your way. He's going to put people that are going to come into your life. And I will say, I was very alone on my journey. So it was me and my computer for a lot of years. Um, I didn't attend church functions. I thought that those people might be weird. <laughs> you know, like they're not like me. I don't know. I'm not going to go to those church things. And then when I ended up going, I found some of my spiritual besties and they were not who I thought they would be. They were women who were in their seventies, like grandmas with smartphones, right? <laughs> I'm like best friends with them. And I, I was really grateful to have them in my life. And then they would share certain things that would help me develop and grow in my faith. It was a beautiful engagement that um, it took probably five years on my journey before I took that step and went to a prayer group, right? That's how it all started. But I think if people just ask God in every single day, this isn't just a one and done, he's going to do a lot to help you. And then you do have to take some initiative yourself, right? Do a few things on your own, do some research on your own, and it will start to snowball books will come your way, people will come your way, YouTube, things like Young Catholics Respond and other resources out there in the media will help you on your journey. Awesome stuff, Kendra. I have to take that short break here, uh, but on the other side, we're going to talk about all the many exciting things you're doing uh, in the new year as well, but thank you so much. Uh, I always love uh, hearing your wisdom. You just got incredible wisdom. Uh, for, from the Holy Spirit. So we'll be right back after these messages here on Young Catholics Respond. Patchwork Heart Ministry is committed to sowing hope into broken hearts by helping young people encounter the love of Jesus Christ and His Catholic Church through prayer, storytelling, and media initiatives. We invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this mission financially. Mail your tax-deductible donation to Patchwork Heart Ministry at P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, zip code 53147, or visit patchworkheart.org to donate online. That's Patchwork Heart Ministry, P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, 53147, or online at patchworkheart.org. Hi, everybody. Bill Snyder here. Just want to thank you for listening to this episode of Young Catholics Respond. And as a founder of Patchwork Heart Ministry, we have so much more going on than just our podcasts. Check it out at patchworkheart.org. Judy Hare was a bankrupt, homeless, drug-addicted college dropout on the brink of divorce, but is now a seminary graduate and devoted wife and mother of four children. What happened? Find out in her autobiography, Shattered. How God Restored My Heart and Life. Her journey of faith has been called brutally honest, truly inspiring, profound, heartbreaking, and life-changing. Shattered is available now for only $15 on her website, judyhair.com, on amazon.com, or at your local Catholic bookstore. As Judy says, it is never too late to become the person you deserve and desire to be. So stop wishing for change and start doing something about it by reserving your copy 
of Shattered Today. The St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith offers prayerful accompaniment for those who are affected by divorce and separation. We offer free online support meetings for those affected by divorce and for adult children of divorce. You can learn more about us at nonatus.org. That's N-O-N-N-A-T-U-S.org. Text or call 215-870-9913. Your heart is always beating, but you never have to think about it. Welcome back to Young Catholics Respond. Once again, Bill Snyder. Welcome back to this episode of Young Catholics Respond, everybody. Today, my guest is Kendra Von Esch, and we're talking about the new year. We're talking about ways to get engaged in our faith during 2021, uh, because maybe you have resolved to say, I'm going to get closer to God. I'm going to deepen my faith this year. But we know it takes just a little bit more than showing up at church uh, and uh, saying a few Our Fathers or Hail Marys. It, it does take effort, persistence, and uh, developing a relationship with a living God. So, uh, Kendra, we know that, uh, you know, prayer is kind of the way we communicate with God, but many of us are not so good at it, myself included. So, um, <laughs> so talk with us a little bit about um, how we can go about praying and developing that prayer life so that we can communicate with God who clearly wants to communicate with us. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> it's a struggle, I think, for everyone, especially keeping our mind quiet when we get beyond the vocal prayer and get into mental prayer and true contemplative prayer and sitting in silence. But initially, I remember in my journey, I didn't know how to pray. So call out to all the people out there who are thinking prayer. Yeah, lots of people say, deepen your prayer life, but how? So I started doing some research and I was reading some books on what is prayer. I went to the catechism and I learned about what prayer is. And it is so beautiful. Prayer is a gift. Prayer is a gift from God that we with humility should begin our prayer life saying, Lord, I do not know how to pray as I ought. Please help me pray. And then it's also a covenant with God. It's this beautiful promise of God, right? You've heard Jesus say, I thirst. Jesus thirsts for us and wants us to thirst for him so that we together seek one another in that communion. And that's the last piece is it really is. It's a communal relationship. And a lot of people are concerned or so worried about hearing his voice, but too often we do all the talking <laughs> and we don't make it a relationship and a conversation. We just pummel him and just, it's a one-way dialogue. Think about any relationship that you've ever had in your life. If you were the one that was doing all the talking or the other person was the one that was doing all the talking, that's not such a good relationship, is it? I mean, would you hang around for that? <laughs> <laughs> I know I wouldn't. So I sit there and I think, okay, we need to just, we should pour our heart out to God, but then we do need to just rest and be silent. And he's going to speak to us through 
our thoughts, through our bodies. Maybe we're thinking about a decision and we're contemplating going one direction or the other. And when we think about the other direction, our bodies have this beautiful calmness and this peace. And we feel real comfortable in that decision. And that is the Holy Spirit working physically in us so we can understand that that is God. And some other people have thoughts that are put on their, on their minds or people say, put on my heart. And you have to sit there. A lot of times you might have a thought that comes completely out of the blue where you're like, where did that come from? And you, you have to sit with it for a while, right? Do I feel that peace? Do I feel that comfort of God? Or do, did that thought come out of nowhere? Now I feel anxious about it and I feel worried about it. And that's not the voice of God, by the way. That's the voice of evil or our own insecurities that we're overriding the peace that, that God wants us to have. So the prayer, I would say, at the very beginning is typically vocal prayer, our Father, Hail Mary, and then people just check it off the box. Okay, yep, I did my rosary today. Did, right? I didn't actually meditate on it or really pray it. I just recited it and checked it off my list. Yeah, I prayed the chaplet. Um, you know, I prayed my Our Father, my whole, you know, Hail Marys, and but that's not the relationship. It is a true conversation, but prayer should be also incessantly all throughout the day. And that is where your relationship with God is really going to grow. So if you start your morning in prayer, which I recommend to everyone, because there's nothing more beautiful than wrapping yourself in the love of God before you hit the world. But then continuing to see God in nature, like thank him for the beautiful sunrise, because I get up early, like I'm up at five and I'm praying and I'm watching the sunrise and I'm watching the birds and it's just beautiful. And I thank God for his beautiful creation. And then I thank God for the roof over my head as we are in the Midwest right now. It's a, I got snow all over the place. I know you do too. And it's cold. And I thank him for the heat and my slippers and my coffee, all that kind of stuff. And the more you thank God and the more you have this gratitude, the more God's going to fill you with his joy and his love. And you'll start talking to him throughout the day. Um, if you're face to face with temptation, then crying out to God at that moment and Mary are beautiful ways to fight that temptation. It's just, I, I always say like, <clears throat> I think just thanking God and starting with that gratitude um, as we pray in mass, always and everywhere to give you thanks. It is right and just. It's our duty and our salvation. So the more that we can thank him, the more we're going to realize how many blessings we truly have from him. And it just makes us fill with joy and peace. And we just want to bring him to the world. It's awesome. I hope that answers your question. I'm Absol not sure. Absolutely it does. And, um, you know, I, I think one of the things that maybe in our culture today uh, that a lot of people have questions about is, is worry prayer? You know, uh, I think one of the <laughs> things that we, you know, think about, oh man, I'm just worried. Like this is constantly on my mind. And, Worry isn't prayer, right? Like, it just isn't prayer. And we have to 
we have that act of surrender when we're coming up against those difficulties and those struggles, which we find ourselves, you know, in constantly, right? Yes. Yes. And it's okay to be worried. It's okay to, well, it's not really okay to be worried, but it's okay to have that moment, but we've got to let it go. There's this faith means trust. And the more that we offer it to God, even though we really want to hold on to that fear and that worry, it's not of God. It's not in God's love. So today, even in the readings, perfect love has no fear. So if we're fear, fearful and worried, we've got to ask God to provide us and give us the grace of that perfect love that he, <clears throat> excuse me, that only he can give us. Ask him to change our hearts, to make our hearts not a heart of stone, but a heart of flesh, a heart of compassion, a heart of peace and love and mercy, and continue to ask him. It doesn't mean that just because we give it to him once that he's going to take it and it's never going to come back. It's probably going to come back dozens of times during the day. But the more that we offer it up to God and let it go and ask God to help us let it go, like I'm, I'm asking you to take it, please, Lord, take this worry and this fear. And when we sit in prayer, it really should be a time for love. I mean, really showing God our love. And if we really love him, we'll trust him and we'll, we'll ask him to put in our hearts and our minds, like, why am I worrying about this? This is what I work on a lot with, with people that I faith coach is what is the worst thing that could possibly happen? Hmm. And when you really think about that, a lot of times, it's really not that bad, the worst thing that can happen. And if you're afraid of something like death, then I would say, where is your soul at? What is the condition of your soul? Are you in a state of grace? Because no Christian, Jesus-believing Catholic, right, should worry about death. Our lives are but a glimpse here on earth, and we need to make sure that our souls are in the best shape ever. So I'm just throwing that one out there. If that's what your worry may be is about death, maybe it's worrying about your kids because they're not in the, in the faith or in the church. This is, you've got to give it to God and say, Lord, I know you have a plan. Mm -hmm. Look, God didn't find me till I was 42 years old. So my mom was probably <laughs> praying for quite some time and all on his time. Right. And he worked pretty fast on me. So trust, trust, trust in God's plan and offer it up to him. The moment you have that worry and that anxiety, give it to God, let it go. And pretty soon you will be able to let it go. And you'll have that peace and trust and you'll, an acceptance of the situation that you're in. Awesome. Awesome stuff, Kendra. <laughs> um, I know that, uh, there are lots of people that want more of this, and uh, one of the things that's coming up for you is an event called Finding Joy in Prayer on uh, January 23rd. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the event? It's an online uh, experience or retreat for people, uh, that, and they can sign up. So uh, maybe uh, just share with us how people can uh, you know, find out more and hear from you during this great event. 
Cool. Thanks. Um, yes, Saturday, January 23rd is the live online event. And you can go to www.goodcouncilretreat.com. And that's council with an E-L, not I-L. And it's um, from 9.30 till 2.30 mountain time. And there may be some people out there like, oh, no, I can't attend it. Well, that's okay. Register anyway. And because your email will be there, you'll get the link and you can watch it in your pajamas at your house anytime you want. And we're going to be talking about prayer, finding joy in prayer, and more specifically about mental prayer and why we need to do it. What is it? How do we do it? What's the purpose of it? And then we put it all together so you can walk away after that retreat and you can practice mental prayer in your life and incorporate that into your spiritual patterns, right? Your spiritual routine and just build from there. We're called to prayer and mental prayer is one of the ones that we have to do. So I hope to see everybody there. And if not, at least register and you'll get the link and you can watch it at another time. Awesome, Kendra. Thank you so much for uh, spending time with me on Young Catholics Respond. It's awesome to have you as always, and I know I'll have you back on, I'm sure, this year many more times. So thank you so much. Oh, thanks, Bill. Happy Happy New Year again, and God bless you and your, all your listeners. Amen. Well, folks, this has been an episode of Young Catholics Respond. Until next time, from all of us here at Patchwork Heart Ministry, I'm Bill Snyder. Keep feeding to your Catholic heart. You've been listening to Young Catholics Respond, a radio initiative of Patchwork Heart Ministry. To learn more about our ministry and program, visit us at patchworkheart.org. Or to get exclusive access and early ministry updates, become our patron on Patreon by searching for Patchwork Heart Ministry.